because I just worry about all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I just focus on what God want me to do, focus on his word, focus on getting the word to people, then everything else is going to come, right? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another glorious episode of the Tents and Tabernacles podcast, where we meet God through the person of Jesus Christ. What up? What's up, you guys? We're back. We gave you guys a week off. Well, we gave ourselves a week off, but um, we're back. It's episode, technically it's episode 20. Like, by the way, we count it. But we like technically, like if we what? don't count, if we don't count bonuses and um, church For bulletins, this, this is our season one episode twenty. That's crazy. That doesn't even sound real. I know we're just trucking along. It technically, if we count bonus church bulletins, we have like I don't know, twenty four episodes. I think. Yeah, at least. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so like 24, what is that? Like six months of podcast life? If it was mm-hmm. like every week? Yeah. So anyway, we have a lot to discuss today. So I don't yes. even know. Sh- should we do highs and tries or should we just? Nah, let's just it. go ahead and get into it. Okay. I'm going to pray real quick uh, because we need it. Lord, we lift up your name. We magnify your name. Tonight... Give us the words to say. Tell us what to do. (laughs) We have a lot to discuss, and we do not want to lead anyone astray um, by accident. So we just thank you, we praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Okay, so in my notes, okay, this is like how I have the breakdown. Because last episode episode 19 we did proverbs our proverbs for tiktok pastors episode yeah um we only went up to like proverbs 20 and there are 31 proverbs but we're not going to give you the rest of the proverbs we're only going to give you proverbs 30 and 31 and of course we're going to do proverbs 31 because we're going to talk about the proverbs 31 woman do you remember when i was talking about the fun facts about proverbs and the authors the different authors Mm -hmm. and there was a two people named Agar and Lemuel. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Okay. Yes. So I finally got to their passages. That's 30 and 31. Yes. And mm-hmm. I figured out that it might not be set, uh, Solomon. And there's no way to know for sure. Once I did my little researches, it's like, yeah, it, it could be some, somebody else. Um, but, 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 but um 30 the what i like to say about proverbs 30 is um it's it's a lesson in like humility mm-hmm. um the guy agar he's very like boastful not to boast of any of his spiritual knowledge he starts it off where he's like he says something about like i have no knowledge of the holy one like he's talking mm-hmm. about how like no one can really know everything about God. Like God yeah. is so lofty above us. Um, I found this quote that said, earthbound mortals cannot find transcendent wisdom apart from the transcendent Lord. Real wisdom must find its starting point 
in God's revelation in his life we see light I love that I almost posted but I kind of forgot to that's beautiful wow I know right I thought that was really nice but basically we're not gonna spend too much time because we're gonna get to some spicy stuff in a little bit um Proverbs 30 is just like basically saying like there's a verse in there that I like that's about like not adding to God's word or taking away yeah. from it. And mm-hmm. that's a big one, I think, because yes. a lot of people be trying to do that. Yeah. You know, trying to read like, all the stuff into the like into the scriptures and to try to make it work. And it's like, no, it, it works how it, it works is. fine. Yeah. It doesn't need it does not need your help. Mm-mm. Um, I wrote down when we add or take away from God's word, we are targets of God's rebuke and we will be exposed as liars. Yes. So if you're, if you're thinking about, you know, trying to either take out or put in something that's not there, or if you're just trying to misinterpret it, that's like almost the same thing. If you're trying mm-hmm. to misinterpret it, you're a liar. That's not going to work out yep. well for you. Cause you know, there's people. There's been people in history that like uh, I hate to keep ragging on the Mormon Church, or even not even them. Remember that that video you sent me of the oh yeah about the passion, passion translation. Uh, translation. He was about to add a whole chapter to what, like John or something. John twenty two. <laughs> yeah, he said he said that God was gonna like bring him back to have pretty much do like the revelation experience. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. like what what God did with John in the on the Isle of Path of Patmos, Patmos, um, right. yeah. And I was like, He already did it once. Why does He need to do it with you, friend? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, another fun fact, real quick. Uh, in the Mormon faith, the the leader Joseph Smith, he literally like wrote himself into like genealogies. Mm-hmm. You can't be doing that, man. It's just like not. Uh... Mm. But my main point of talking about Proverbs 30 is when he um, says, what is his name and what is the name of his son? Yeah. I was like, he knows he has a son. Ah! So oh a God. lot of people use this verse in regards to the Trinity. And so I highlighted it mm-hmm. because a lot of people are like um like at least somebody that i know specifically had a conversation with me and was like um this verse proves that like god is not jesus and jesus is not god because what? it's his son's name uh, but i feel like they and got I'm, different names but they can still be god right yeah no cuz like you know the verse yeah. works with the rest of the Bible that actually says not that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, didn't not get, that I didn't get that vibe. That. When I, when I didn't I read either. That, the vibe I got was like, they know that there is God the Son. Like, what yeah. is his name? Because God has a name. God has many names. But so does his son. His son got names mm-hmm. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what would have been a trip is if he had said... What is his name? What is the name of his son? And what is the name of his spirit? Now that would have just <laughs> been what that would that would have took me all the way out. Listen, but um, yeah, it says um, basically 
it's like when he was saying that he's like who knows anything who has gone up to heaven who has come down who really knows what's going on in this world besides god and we only know what god reveals to us unfortunately i know we all want to know everything all the time i know i used to want to know i used to wish i had a power of reading people's minds but Mm -hmm. no it's not a thing for me i don't want Mm -hmm. that I I really used to want to know just so I can know where I stood with people and I could just like cut people off and not even tell them why. You know, God can tell you that without you knowing what they're thinking. It's true. I I think it saves it saves my my uh, (laughs) self-esteem by not knowing. And then just like having God say, yeah, they're not really for you. Yeah, because what they really are thinking might be too hurtful for you yeah so i'm gonna let him filter those conversations i ain't gotta be in them yeah i do not have to hear them i probably would be way meaner if i knew that actually yeah um i'm gonna wrap up proverbs 30 did you have anything in proverbs 30 or no Mm -mm. it was just that verse that i highlighted oh okay the end i think it's 11 through 14 um it says like um it's basically talks about like how every generation um is right in their own eyes and um that the people don't, this generation doesn't want to respect their elders, their parents. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's like a a cycle of you kind of like when you get older, you kind of look back and you see the younger people and you're like, y'all just don't have any respect. Y'all don't do anything. And you probably were the same way when you were young, but you can see it from a a different view when you get Mm -hmm. older. And every generation thinks that they're right. Every generation thinks that they're, you know, whatever. And I mean, I have to think about it even like modern day, like this generation thinks that they are hot stuff. They think that they are the ones that know everything, that every generation before them knows nothing. And how can that even be true? Every generation has thought that. Yeah, every generation has thought that the generation before them don't know nothing. And like I always say, like people have this assumption that like even people in Bible times or like cavemen or whatever, they assume that these people were like their brains didn't work. And it's like, why do you think that you're so much smarter than other people? Right. Like yeah. Job's friend that was real young. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna let y'all talk because I was young. I'm not gonna say nothing. But let me say everything that y'all should have said, which is exactly what you said, but you didn't say right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I told totally like, him, like, you didn't really need to come in here. You kind of said everything. Somebody you else said with a little, a slight twist. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to finish off Proverbs. We're going to go into Proverbs 31, which a lot of people probably either have heard of Proverbs 31 because of the Proverbs 31 woman, or I don't know. I feel like that's probably why it's so famous. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't really hear anybody say before like verse 10. Right. Because I was thinking that too. I was like, the Proverbs 31 woman. Or it's all in chapter 31. No, it's not. No, the first, really, the whole chapter is an okay. So, this is written by apparently Lemuel is a king. So, Lemuel is a king, but they're saying he's not a king of Israel because he's not in any of the records. He's most likely um, a pagan king who, who probably converted or found mm-hmm. God, or um, his name actually means belonging to God. That's what Lemuel means. Um, 
There are, though, several older commentators and Jewish legends that say that Lemuel was Solomon and that the mother spoken of is Bathsheba because the beginning of it, if you really read it, it's like advice from your mom. It the, is. You know, because it's like, it says something like, I should pull out my Bible, but. In the first, like, it says it contains a message that his mother taught him. Yes, yes, yes. So it could be. I mean, you don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It also could have been maybe Lemuel wasn't um, an Israelite, but maybe his mom was. Who, who even knows? Or his Possibly. mom knew the Lord somehow. She, she had my, an encounter. In my Bible, it says that he was the king of Massa. Yeah, yeah. But it's not Massa, Massa with an H. So it's not one of the tribes, Massa. No, that's no. Manasseh, not Massa. Yeah, I don't know what Massa is though. And then I didn't know. Um, I didn't I know that. Yeah, but it's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy. And basically it starts off with um he he's just talking about stuff his mom told him. And then it gets to the woman. It's like how you find a wife. And this is advice from mm-hmm. his mom on what you should look for in a wife. Which I thought was interesting. That's a that's a better way to look at it rather than thinking it's like some some guy who's like writing down what a woman should be like. Yes, and, thank and you it for is, saying that. But it's like it's like stuff he learned from his mom about like, hey, you're gonna need a wife one day, and this is the qualities that I think that she should exhibit. And I just that gave it a whole new perspective for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know because... what I was thinking about before. So I've always like kind of seen Proverbs 31 being used as like the the Christian version of ha- like hashtag that girl. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's been extremely irritating my whole life because I'm like, um, where's the husband and why is she the only one waking up early and going to bed late? <laughs> like, why is she, like why is she doing all of this stuff just to have her husband say good job? Yeah like ew gross no thank you um and it's like it was it was just too much like it was just another way for it was another way for christians to tell women how they should be yeah and i was not a fan no for real for real the when i I like how you explained it because that is more true than i've ever heard ever yeah, I think that makes a lot more sense. Like, when you really look at, and this is why I love telling people to know the who, what, when, where, why of what was written. Because when you think about Proverbs and how it's really written to, I mean, we could all use it because it's wisdom, but it, but its original audience was young men. Mm-hmm. Trying to have young men grow up to not be little heathens, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and I just think that it's better when you when you see it as like, oh, is his mom was just like and then I wrote down too that a virtuous woman can be single or married. So it's not even about being a wife. It's about like just having these these great qualities um as being like a hardworking woman, um, a smart woman, a woman who has business savvy, a woman who mm-hmm. takes care of the house. Like it it does sound like a woman who like Oh, she has it all. Like it kind of sounds like, dang, I can't live up to that. I can't do all that. Yeah. But it's not it's not a bad thing to strive for. I don't think it ever says in there that like 
if she's not this though, like she's trash. It just says like, hey, you know, maybe look for these type of qualities. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote also, this is a good fun fact. The word strength that they use in 3117 yeah. is also used in other places. Um, it's like the woman that is described, she's a champion. She's victorious. She's wise. Yeah. And the, the same word is used in Exodus 15.2 and 1 Samuel 2.10. And that that puts it in more perspective for me, too, because, like, she's just, I don't know. She is that, that girl. She is that girl, though. The, 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 but it's like, I don't think she's perfect. I did read that. What what is the the the, the part where it's like um, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, mm-hmm, and that's end. that's where it all comes down to. All this other stuff is cool, it's awesome, mm-hmm. but the first things first is she needs to fear the Lord because that's where all the wisdom comes from, and that's where she'll be able to do the rest of that stuff. She's not mm-hmm. gonna be able to do the rest of that stuff if there's no fear of the Lord, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. We wouldn't go stay on Proverbs that long. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we also read Ecclesiastes, another book of wisdom. That um, book is depressing. It, it kind of is. I was trying to figure out, should we be following these things? Or it's like, like is, am I supposed to be like, yeah, this the, Yeah. I'm a right. Like it's giving, <laughs> it's giving existential crisis. It's giving. I think, I think no low key. I think that it was because Solomon wrote this, and he was like yes. old at this point. And I think he was just looking back on his life. And after we talk about Ecclesiastes, and we kind of get into Solomon's life and his, yeah, uh, his downturn. I think we will understand why mm-hmm. he was saying the things that he said but i'm glad yeah. that he realized it at the end so after reading all of the stuff that happened with him it made sense why everything was meaningless mm-hmm. so throughout mm-hmm. ecclesiastes you have like two things that are constantly repeated like everything under the sun and it's all meaningless or vain or futile or whatever mm. word you would like to use for it don't mean a thing. It don't mean um, a <laughs> <laughs> um, And like after, after reading more about Solomon, I was like, oh, the reason why is because he didn't have God anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, everything, of course, nothing's going to matter if you're not thinking about like we were talking about in the church bulletin last week or like last episode is like, would you still love God without the promise of heaven? Mm-hmm. Everything is meaningless without the reward of heaven. Yeah. Or without judgment. There's like, everything is meaningless because you're just doing it. So there's no consequence or, um, or reward from those things. And he was saying how, like how, like, um, 
all throughout Ecclesiastes. It was just like, so eat, drink, be merry, like <laughs> do He's all like, the fun enjoy things. yourself. Enjoy yourself now because when you're dead, you're dead, brother. And I was like, yeah. He was like, basically, he was like, the same thing happens to the righteous and the unrighteous. So we it all will die. So, but I mean, there were some parts. Okay, hold on. Wait. I'm gonna give my fun facts to the to the listeners because okay, I don't know if y'all enjoy them, but I enjoy giving them to you. Okay, I, I enjoy them. So if it's not for anyone else, it's for me. I I enjoyed them when I first my first time around reading the Bible. I was like, yes, I think it puts it in perspective. Okay, so our author of Ecclesiastes is the King Solomon. It's widely attributed to King Solomon. As we know, we don't know who wrote none of this stuff, honestly. We just believe and have faith. Um, (laughs) The date um, is most likely written during the final years of his life, like I said. Um, But before the kingdom was divided, before Israel and Judah uh, split, it was before that. Because, Mm. yeah, because he died before that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the audience is the Israelites. The resource I used said the wise pe- the wise Israelites or something, but I was like, how wise were they? <laughs> anyway. Right. What, um, what wisdom was left? <laughs> yeah, the, the reason uh, it was written was to show that material things fade away and the real meaning of life can only be found in things above. And the theme is that everything under the sun is vanity. Like Vic said. Um... So, I don't have um, necessarily specific notes for Ecclesiastes. I kind of have it like I did Proverbs, like uh, my highlights, but... Me too. How do you feel? Okay. Um, I have every chapter except chapter six, but I can hop around. Um, okay, my first one is in two. Okay. My first one is in two. Is there something that I really want to say in one... I did like in one nine when it says what has been is what will be and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Can anyone say about anything? Look, this is new. It has existed in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of those who came before and of those who will come after. There will be also no remembrance. So that is depressing too because it's just like Y'all think new stuff is new? Ain't nothing is new. Nobody's even going to remember you when you die. And do you remember the people who died? No, you don't. So just, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, wait. Man. Oh it's gosh. like, bro, it was just so bleak. Like, it is one of my favorite books, though. I'm not going to lie. Because I feel it's like beautiful, it's so, it's so it's, tragic. It, but I feel like, haven't you felt like that? Like, you was just like, man, all this stuff is just, it, it, you know, like, yes. none, none of this stuff even matters. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, just gonna. No. I've had quite a few existential crises in my 25, no, 26 years of living. Yeah, you're I've had quite a few. Um, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> I've had quite that. a few where I felt this way. I think he was having that. Okay, what um verse did you have in two? Or what verses did you have in two? 
verses 24 through 26. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please him. But if a sinner, but if, sinner, but if a sinner <laughs> becomes wealthy, a sinner, a sinner, <laughs> if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please him. This too is meaningless. <laughs> like they speak no end. Like I was like, yes, yes, yes. This too means nothing. But this is the thing. What I will say. A lot of stuff when he, I feel like the first time I read this, when he said that they, it was meaningless, I almost felt like, like some of the stuff, just some of the stuff that we think about, like not just life in general is meaningless, but like all this stuff you trying to do, all this like, yeah, I want to build my career at work and I want to like, just all this little stuff. I want to get a house and I want to, you know, and it's all nice stuff. And he's saying, you know, enjoy your life. But at the end of the day, you can't take it with you. It doesn't matter. Like if you, if you put too much stake into those things and not relationship with God, then your Mm -hmm. life is trash. Yeah. And it will, it it will amount to nothing. Yeah, it will like, be no one heaven. will remember it. it, it there will be no impact. Like I feel like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep it going. I think there were twelve chapters in all. Ecclesiastes wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see what I had in chapter three. I have written down ten through eleven. I have twenty-one. Okay, I think this one's kind of funny. Um, Ecclesiastes three ten through eleven. I have seen the task that God has given the children of Adam to keep them occupied. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also put eternity in their hearts, but no one can discover the work God has done from beginning to end. I love when I read stuff like that because it's like, it makes me understand that I'm not going to understand everything, especially Mm -hmm. God. Like, and people don't like that, especially when they're um, struggling with the idea of God. And you're like, well, you're not yeah. going to understand him. So they're like, well, how can you understand him? And I'm like, I don't really, I understand what he has revealed to me, what he has told right. me, what I've seen with my own eyes, what experiences I have had. Um, but has he told me everything? Has Are there still things that elude me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I'm just like, man, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you. Just right. You have to pray about it. And it sounds real cliche, but I can't tell you. Basically, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. What did you say? You had 21. Yeah, yeah, but this is kind of a funny one. But I was like, I have to say it. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up, and the spirit of animals goes down into the earth? So my the only note that I had on there was, do all dogs go to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't tell me that animal spirits, they don't go anywhere. You know, I never thought about that. Do they have spirits? Do they have a soul? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. Did, I don't did, know. did Is God... there a doggy Jesus? No, I think Jesus is glad to be Jesus for all of us. Yeah. 
But okay, think about this though. Okay, hold on. Wait, now my brain is my brain is going. I'm having a, a moment here. Hold on, wait. Donkeys <laughs> talks. Donkeys talk because God talked through the donkey. Right, but they had they had the function of doing that. Because he has vocal cords. Mm-hmm. This is the thing though. But does he have a spirit and a soul? So like do animals know right from wrong? Do they have morality? I don't think so. Um do they, or, or dogs I don't do know. Sure. Dogs huh? know what they should and shouldn't do. That's true because they're domesticated. What about wild animals? Do they have they a, have they a, have a code of conduct? Animals have a code of conduct. That's true. It's just not influenced by man a lot of times. Can they sin? Is there salvation for a gorilla? I need to know that. Are they going to heaven or hell or do they just cease to exist and they go into like oblivion? Okay, so boom. Here's my theory. <laughs> I did not know. Here's we my co- theory. So I didn't Ecclesiastes also says, like right before that verse, um, Solomon was like, uh, all all humans are are just fancy animals. That's in theory, basically what he said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So how can you tell me that animals go one place and humans go another place when humans are just fancy animals? That's in essence what he said. So it's true. For me, if that's the case, if we're just fancy animals, then um, did all the other animals sin first? Have they sinned? Because if our sin is what kept us out of heaven, right? If our mm-hmm. sin is what separated us from God, did they ever have that? I don't know. We will never know, which is what he did. Exactly. We'll never know that. But it's like God still saved animals in the flood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because they didn't do nothing. They didn't do anything. I don't think. So I (laughs) think that animals do go back to heaven. So you not think, because they have souls, but because, because they belong to God. Oh wow! So you think when we get to heaven, it's gonna be like animals and stuff? Like we're gonna be like riding giraffes and stuff? Do you think? I don't know about riding giraffes. I think there's animals though, because I mean, even in in Revelation, it spoke of animals. So I don't think that like I don't think animals are just an earth concept. Hey, I haven't really thought about that. That's why I'm like, whoa. Like, my, I don't know. I really don't know. Do you think that you'll see your dogs in heaven? Like, the dogs you have? I hope not. You think, I'm kidding. You, um, you think that you'll know who they are? Like, do we, will we even know who each other are? Or will we just be, like, totally fangirling about Jesus that no one cares about each other anymore? So, I've also talked about that with my husband a lot because I think that when you lose your memories you lose yourself and because God has knit us together I don't think our memories go away I think that well because it also it would make it really hard to uh worship God if our memories are wiped because then why Mm. are we worshiping him maybe he could wipe certain words 
Because God I can't think he wipes away. the pain. So there's verses God where it says he wipes from me that I'm like, I can't even remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like he'll, like, I mean, there's verses that say he wipes the tears from your eyes, right? And so I feel like he wipes the pain from memories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then keeps the rest. I don't think there's any That's lack. True. So, like, you may remember it, but only see it from the sanctified view of the thing so like maybe we'll understand the grand scheme of what happened more in heaven than we do now yeah because you know how sometimes like we'll be like oh well i wasn't able to do this thing but it turns out that i wasn't supposed to do that thing i was supposed to be doing this over here and if i didn't do this over here i wouldn't be where i am now you're mm-hmm. able to look back and say, oh, well, like, it was God's hand closing that door, and you are you no longer feel, like, slighted or feel like you missed out because you know that God moved you or closed that door. I feel like that would be that for, like, all of our memories. Wow. This is what I think <laughs> about when I go to sleep. That's <laughs> The cats are going to be in heaven. I, don't, I, don't, I never really thought about it. I don't it, think honestly. cats go to heaven, but... I, used to have I, I think cats. cats are just a little I think they actually sinned on earth don't come for me in the comments cats are evil that's just what it is well you know witches be using cats but I did have cats I had two um, but some cats are real nice they're certain breeds so I feel like the devil gave the cats a bad name they was they was just chilling minding their business listen <laughs> demons can be nice sometimes they still demons Oh my god! And those are cats. So oh, Ecclesiastes. I must say, I almost, I almost said, are the dinosaurs in heaven now? Look, we're gonna keep going. Chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> what did I have in chapter four? I only had one thing in chapter four. Oh, this is like a famous one. You might have had this one too. Chapter 4, 9 through 12, uh, two are better than one because they have a good reward reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up, but pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And that is true. Have you ever it is. tried to deal with one of those uh, ropes that's three strand? That yeah. thing's strong. You can't. You can you only cannot. do it unless you break one of the strands. You have, it, yeah. You have if it's to one of those thick ones, you might be sawing at it for a little while. That's been known Honestly. for a while. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. But I like that one because it encourages us to. You know, you need like you don't need a lot of friends, but you need like you need some people around you that mm-hmm. like so you like when you do fall, you're not just on the ground. Like Yeah. And you know, somebody reach your hand out and help me up. Somebody around you. Friends, family, somebody. But I didn't look this up already, but when it says a cord of three strands is not easily broken, does that mean like who's the what's the third strand if there's Two, two are better than one. Is that God? Is God the, the strand? So that's, that's how I've always heard it, especially in, in regards to like marriage, that God's the third strand. I'm like, 
God's the whole rope, bro. That's we're just here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just holding that's the rope. True. But that's that's, that's true. But I can see rope. I can see someone making that analogy because it's like I do believe when you keep God at your, like in like the center of any relationship, like friendship, relationship, whatever, mm-hmm. that it works a lot better. Or like, yeah, than otherwise. So maybe it's like he's just holding it together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, let's see. Ecclesiastes five. Did you have anything in Ecclesiastes five? I had a lot, but I'm only gonna say verse seven. <laughs> okay. Talk what is, is cheap. Seven? It says talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. Yeah. Yeah. He said what he said. Yeah. I actually like I like um your translations uh how it says that. Cause it like really is like modern day, like, bro, stop talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, because I just feel like I was like that for a long time, just talking about stuff that I'm gonna do, my dreams mm-hmm. and this and that. But if you're not really doing it and you're not really giving it to God for real. Yeah. yeah who cares it's just all yeah just yeah. talk is cheap it is, it was, it really it's is. Spicy. <laughs> it really and like is. also it was talking about how basically like stop making promises to God that you know you're not going to keep like stop lying to the Lord because it's going to yes. come to bite you on the butt and, and I'm he like knows. oh my gosh like do you know how many times I'm like Lord if you get me through this I will blankety blankety blank yeah lord mm-hmm. if you if you just help me in this i, I promise to do the da, 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 da. no one good well i ain't gonna do that and now yeah. i don't lie to god I and that's worse god yeah now you betrayed him because he don't take them covenants lightly at all i'm over here promising stuff and stuff willy-nilly and then expecting expected to believe that god's promises are like Yes and amen, and I can't even keep mine. Mm, dang. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time I did that. Um, just was like, if you get me out of this, a lot of the times I did pray those prayers, I was like in immediate danger. Like, Lord, <laughs> I need you to please help. Um, I don't know what I said though. I'm trying to think if I ever prayed that type of prayer because mine was definitely the morning after. Because you know it's like I know that I ain't gonna do it, and I I just know I just usually I just be praying like Lord forgive me because I'm in a bad yeah. position and I just really need your help. But I know I've prayed it probably prayed like that before. I just can't remember now because I just know I already know I'm not gonna do it. Because I feel like sometimes when you pray those prayers, you really have intentions on doing. It. You're like I am really yeah. about to get my life right and. Mm-hmm. No, you are no, not about to get your not. life right. <laughs> and I don't want to make those type of promises. I don't like to make those type of promises to anybody, but with God, I feel like, you know, he says that not to make those like super crazy oaths that you like, just don't even put yourself in that position because now you have to do it. Just like that guy. And what was that in judges who had to sacrifice his daughter, but we don't know if she really, he really did it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made that oath. And it's like, why you, nobody asked you to do that. So I feel like God said, nobody, nobody asked you to promise me that you go uh, tie the 100% of your check. Nobody asked you to do that. 
<laughs> I don't ask you to promise me that. That Not was that. But now you told me you'll do it, so pay the price. So do it for the vine. So do it for the vine. Um, I didn't I, like I said I didn't have anything in chapter six. Um, because I was I trying did. to write everything down because I was like I know us and we can't have a two hour right. podcast today. You're right. We're actually doing really good right now. So we are. I'm so proud of us. Like we went on tangents. Like we talked about philosophical things, and we're only at 41 minutes. So I'm proud of us. Yes. Um, I have chapter six, verse ten. And okay. I'm going to have to go on a tangent after this. It's going to be short, though. But it says, everything has already been decided. It was no long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. That's wonderful. What's that, 10? I'm about to highlight that. 610. That is beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I write um, that down? In the NLT, in the New Living Translation. Okay, mm. so I can't remember. Did I say it on the... Um, church bulletin the last church bulletin about time or did i just tell you about time mm-hmm. what about time that doesn't exist what What about time um <laughs> about like god being sovereign but us also having free will oh yes you i think because i know you did say that god is sovereign in that episode mm-hmm. and but you were talking about how like we didn't have any uh everybody wants to talk about higher power and things like that but they okay they got a sovereign that's what you gotcha said. okay so there's more so god being sovereign is him like you know knowing everything right controlling mm-hmm. everything right but we also have free will how does that happen if we are reading in ecclesiastes saying that everything has already been decided and there's no use arguing with god about your destiny then how do we have free will so here's Ooh. I watched a movie and it wasn't like a Christian movie, but like God is God, so everything belongs to him yeah. anyway. So yeah. um it was called A Needle in a Time Stack. And um it has Cynthia Arrivo and um uh Leslie Odom Jr. and literally the best movie ever, and they don't even have to sing for it to be the best movie anyway. So um it's about time obviously but it's in the future and like if you have enough money you can go this this thing called time jaunting where um you can go back in time and like alter things well you can go back in time you're not supposed to alter things but you pay enough money you can alter things and it'll cause phasing to happen in the present so anybody that has been that was connected to that their life would be phased in reaction to that change Wow. And so the two main characters are being phased by someone who was involved in their life prior and he's trying to like break them up or whatever. Um or make it to where they've never met. So um yeah, so throughout the movie, multiple characters were like, Well, if I would have never met you or if I never talked to you at this party, I would have never married so and so. And then in another phasing, it's like, well, if I never um, if I never went to this place, I would have never met you. And that's what caused me to marry my husband. And it was just all of these like different things. But every time that you would go back and change one decision um, in the past, it would cause a ripple effect. 
And so it kind of made me think about, okay, all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And God is sovereign, but we do have free will. So does that mean that God has ordained every possibility? Mm. So every possible outcome? I have always thought that. I don't know who I was talking to one time, but I was like, we have choices. But I was like, I feel like. God knows every possible choice that could be made and therefore knows every possible outcome. I don't see that being too far out of his reach to right because in, in all the, what was it songs? What's that called? Out of his purview? Out of what? Out of his purview? Out of purview. His... Anyway. I, I thought you were looking for a word. Um, <laughs> I was looking for a word, but it was, um, dang it. Oh, just keep going. Okay. <laughs> it's in my head, but it won't come to my tongue. Jurisdiction? No. No. I'm just going to stop. No. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to make it worse. Um, it's gone. But I think it was the verse in no, it wasn't Psalms. I think it was in one in Samuel or whatever where um it uh, I keep bringing this up because, you know, anyway. So David was like trying to bat, trying to like banish his son and then the the wise woman was like God doesn't throw our lives away. Um mm-hmm. but he makes like he sets up ways to get us back or he devises plans to to get us back. I think there is grace in every single one of those plans like so you make this decision there is another plan for you to choose god Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone is ever um too far gone until yeah Yeah. until they die that like i mean have your entire life to choose god when they're like 80 years old like yeah it happens like i've heard so many testimonies of uh like there's this guy and he is a pastor. I mean, he was raised by, um, I want to say his mom and his, and his dad were in the um, the, the LGBT community. Hmm. And they actually, like, kicked him out the house when he got saved. He got saved as a teenager. And it was, yeah, they were, like, not into um, Christ at all. And I mean, he grew up going to pride parades and everything like that. And oh, he became the a pastor. Tabled. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, I would have never known. And yeah. when he, he he became a pastor, um, and like his mom and, and dad got saved, like they were old, like 70 something years old. Like, wow. They're not like super radical, but like they believe in Jesus. Hey, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like, when I think about that, I'm like, man, people be getting saved, like, or I think about like people I know or like friends that I'm like, I really, you know, like I really want you to know Jesus. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe when they're like 55, they'll be like, they'll call me up, they'll be like, Wiggy, I love the Lord, and I'll be like, and I'll rejoice the same. Yep. For it just changes the game for the the verse Jeremiah 29:11, which I've already talked about Jeremiah 29, but. Uh, the verse we all know, like, for I know, for, yeah, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, mm-hmm. plans of good to give you a future you can hope for. Yeah. Um, it's like, he really made all the plans. Yeah. He, like you said, he will, 
what like when you make certain steps off whatever the whatever path it is there are ways for god to get you back like i was thinking about for me me having my son was a pivotal moment in my journey to christ cuz I don't know why, but it was a pivotal moment for me. Not not immediately, but it, it was it was looking back, especially it was a pivotal moment. But so I was like, I wonder if I didn't have my son, like what my life would be right right now. And I think I was talking with my mom about this actually too. And she was like, God would have did something else. Like there would have been yeah. something else that happened in your life that would have um caused you to turn to God or yeah. shown you that God was real or something like that. So it was like you know, you look back on these things, you're like, man, that hadn't happened. I don't know where my life would be, but God would have had it. So it would have been different, but it, the mm-hmm. result would have been the same. I think, I don't think there would be a life where I would have ran from him for that long. I mean, I'm already 31. It's like, let's get it together. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, that verse reminded me of that. And I was like, I need to say it on the podcast. Yeah, I like that. I actually I highlighted it. It was not highlighted before, but I am highlighting it now. Okay, so now we are on to Ecclesiastes seven. Let me see. I think I have I have like four things written down. Let me see why. Because now when did I write this down? I'm not sure. Ooh. Ooh okay. <laughs> this I have. Okay, let me start. That one with. is fourteen. I do have 14, but my first one is 7 through 10. Oh. 7 through 10, because this is, I feel like, people need to know that people have been extorting people and bribing people and doing scamming for a long time. And it's not going to work out in your favor. So um, Ecclesiastes 7, 7 through 10. Surely the practice of extortion turns a wise person into a fool. And a bribe corrupts the mind. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. A patient spirit is better than a proud spirit. Don't let your spirit rush to be angry, for anger abides in the heart of fools. Don't say, why were the former days better than these, since it is not wise to ask this. That's really, I like that part too. Don't say, why were the former days better than these? How you know that the former days were better than these? How you know that the days after not going to be better? You don't right. know nothing. You it's don't know anything. We don't know wise. anything. In my translation, it says, "Don't, um, don't envy the good old days." Mm. And I'm like, yes. man, when we, you know, when we're all trying to relive our heyday. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh, that's like a lot right now with the um, with the pepperoni going on. Um, everybody's like, man, I wish it could go back to normal. I miss the old days. I miss being able to travel. I miss being this, this, that, that. And it's like, why don't you just get over it? (laughs) Yeah. And I know it's easier said than done because I know I'm the same way. I'm like, man, it's, it's, um, you know, change is annoying. I don't like change. And you do wish it could just go back to normal, but it's never going back to normal. I mean, think about. Things happen in life that change the trajectory of life. Like, think about like, 9 I was just about yeah. to say, I was like, we have not gone back to normal or yeah, what was like, before 9-11. I remember clearly going on a plane when I was a kid, um, I don't know, maybe five, six years old. My mom walked us to the gate. It was like, I don't remember security. 
there was, it was open, open. And, and I think my mom put us on the plane. When we came back from our trip, it was me and my sister. When we came back, oh, how did it go? I don't know. But my mom was waiting at the gate for us when we got off the plane. That's what I do yeah. now. <laughs> now, yeah. after 9-11, and most people don't even realize this, or if they're young, too young, they don't understand, like, how carefree and, like, we used to be. That there even live. was a before. Like, yeah, they don't like, even know. There are people who don't, don't know an airport without having to take your shoes off, having to take out your laptop, having to do that. You didn't have to do none of that stuff before, not being able to have uh, certain size containers. What They were letting us do whatever, which is why what happened happened. But, I mean, people can be like, man, I wish I, I missed the good old days of just walking into the airport and walking right onto the plane. Yeah, and You didn't have to get to the airport two, three hours ahead of time before. You just went and you got on just that plane in. and you, you went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now things have changed even more where not only in the airport are you going through security, but now you got to wear your mask. Now you're on the plane, but put that mask on. Like things happen that change life and things don't never go back, ever go back to how they were. Cause things just have to progress. And that's mm-hmm. just life. Yep. yep. What was, what was seven? What did you have for Oh, you have 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy, <laughs> Enjoy prosperity while you can, but when hard, but when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Mm-hmm. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. Because I remember saying this on a couple episodes ago, where we're the ones that say that something that happens in our life is positive or negative when mm-hmm. it could be God either way. We want to like throw what we perceive as negative to saying that Satan did this. But if God has ordained you a famine, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you're going to have a financial famine. And Solomon straight up was like, uh, if you're supposed to be broke, then God did that too. Yeah. 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 Not everything. And you're going to be fine. I saw this reel today. Someone sent me and it was like the guy, um, was talking about he was like are you failing or is god prevailing and that kind of it's like you know like he was like saying like how everything i'm I'm gonna have to send it to you um it's like everything is like working for your betterment regardless anyway and it's like you just Mm -hmm. gotta like you think you're failing but it's like god got you where he got you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's what made me think of that just now um, I'm gonna move on to chapter eight because now we now we are closing in on an hour, and I really want to get to all the king stuff. Yeah. Um, let me see if chapter eight is pressing. Let me see what is really pressing. Actually, yeah. do I have them in chapter eight? Do I not? What's happening? Where are all my highlights? Oh, it's like the Bible app just like deleted all my highlights. Thanks. Well, I guess we're done with Ecclesiastes. <laughs> but basically, Ecclesiastes right. is basically like, look, your dust and your vapor, your life is like, there's one verse, I forgot what it was, but it's like, you're only here for a little while, mm-hmm. and the world life is like a vapor. Without you. Here the today, world will without you. God is eternal. You are not. And at the end of the day, I want to say, what is the last? Oh, you know your what? Life. I'll read. I'll read that the last. Oh, wait, go back. 
at the end of chapter 12, it says, when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this, fear God and keep his commands because this is for all humanity. For God will bring every act to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. That's the summation of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, fear God and stop doing dumb stuff and yeah. you will be okay. Yep. Okay. So now we are about to pop in to, um, if you remember in other um, episodes, or if this is your first time, I'm about to tell you, reading through the Bible in chronological order. So there are stories in First Kings, in story in which is the same story that's in Second Chronicles. So we're just going to tell the story, but just know yep. that right now we're in First Kings slash Second Chronicles. And how dare someone text me while I'm recording? Thanks for putting that on silent. Uh, <laughs> um, so, okay, y'all. Let's just set the scene. Okay, we, we talked about some little philosophical stuff. Now we're back to our story times. Yes. All right. So we 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 talking about our boy Solomon. Okay. So Solomon is about to build the temple. He's finally gonna build the temple. Yay. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna go unless Vic has some notes because I just my brain I couldn't go I did into it once. The, really yeah, did. you did it once. The temple is basically like <laughs> a huge tabernacle. <laughs> a lot of the stuff yeah. I think represents the same things, yep. but it's like on 10, like there's gold everywhere. This is how Literally. rich Israel was at the time. They got oh, yeah. gold everything everything is gold their shields are gold the the utensils are gold like i read i forgot where it was but it was like they didn't even use silver for anything because silver was like meaningless yeah until solomon like did something to make silver valuable again yeah we'll get to it okay so basically it starts off with um there's a another king i think he's a I don't know who he's king of. King of something. King Hiram. Who was he the king of? Tyre. 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 T-Y-R-E. Tyre. Which I always thought was a um like an evil nation, but maybe they weren't at first. But hmm. I want to say... I haven't heard that. It's like in some pro- prophet book. It, it talks maybe. about... They did something bad, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Solomon and this king, they have like a treaty um, where they like trade stuff. And, you know, everybody wants to trade with Solomon because he's cool. And this guy Hiram provides him the building materials. And Solomon like kind of repays him. Um, he gives him some land. He gives him like money and stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. But Hiram apparently in the, where they had, they had all the um, the cedars, the big large cedars. And they sent him over on mm-hmm. some kind of body of water and i wrote down was hiram a follower of god because he when solomon solomon tells him the the the, the plan he's like hey um my, my dad said we got to build this temple so i'm about to build it and mm-hmm. hiram's like bless the lord like he rejoices and i was just like so yeah so because um i think it said that hiram had dealt with david before so he was like okay, okay with doing this deal because he knew how important the the um temple tabernacle was to David. To David. 
Oh, okay, so he was like, yes, my boy David stuff mm-hmm. is getting done. Okay, yeah. so the temple starts to be built in the 480th year after the exodus from Egypt, if that puts it on a timetable for you guys. It was built in the fourth year of Solomon's reign. In the second month, In uh, it, it says in First Kings that it was the second month, but Second Chronicles, because who did I say Second Chronicles was written by Ezra? Very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. He said that it was the second day of the second month of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, which um, was actually there like April May. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was called Ziv, Z I V. Yeah. Um, like I said, everything was overlaid with gold. It was it was like real real nice in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the eleventh year. In the eighth month of the year, the temple was complete. So it took seven when years. When did I say? Yeah, seven years. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. Built in seven years. What a good number. Yeah. Completion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that on purpose or it just worked out that way? I feel like it just worked out that way. The Lord is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Solomon also built his palace. The palace was complete after 13 years of construction. So. What's funny is the temple has like the seven and the palace has a 13, but he was wilding out in the palace. But anyway, um, so Solomon goes to dedicate the temple in the seventh month at the festival, as we know how the Israelites like to have mm-hmm. festivals. Yeah. Um, so Solomon and all of Israel, they're out there. They're gathered in front of the ark. They're sacrificing so many sheep, goats, and cattle that there's no number. Like they were like, we don't even know how many because it was just carcasses out there, basically. Right. <laughs> um, oh, and then you know what I wrote down? And I hope we don't go too long of on a tangent because I know us. But it said that there was nothing in the ark except the two stone tablets from Moses. And mm-hmm. I just want to know where are the stone tablets today? Are they gone? You know how we have like manuscripts? How long did the stone tablets travel before they were destroyed by somebody? That's a good fun I fact to know. Thought they were still in a museum. Are they? What? Let me. Either that or the History Channel lied to me. If they are in a museum, we are planning a trip. I think it's in Israel. It's in Israel. Okay. I think well, we so. said. If I'm, where don't quote me. Are the stone? tablets i am googling it because i was like are they still around because to me if i see that in person that is proof of everything i need to know like are you <laughs> kidding like Facts. yeah um but yeah well as i digress i feel like they still exist i hope so you know what y'all if y'all want we might have to start a gofundme or something or we may start paying so y'all can help us go to israel next year mm-hmm. <laughs> next year because we must The sooner that we go and like, you know, lay of the land, get the lay of the land, the sooner that we can like open it up to you guys, we could all go together. Yes, dude. I don't know. I'm going to get distracted. I, my, my Google search did not come back with anything that I wanted to see. Okay. Um, When they were doing this, the glory of the Lord filled the temple and mm-hmm. the, it was so crazy that the priest had to stop ministering. I think they had to leave because it was just so yeah. overwhelming. It was, it was full. Yes. I would love 
to like be at church and the, a cloud just come in there and we just like have to stop what we're doing. I mean, I probably would be scared, but I'd be like, this is like in Kings. Okay. Anyway, um, when they do that, Solomon has a prayer that he does, which he should, he like dedicates the temple. He prays and he's basically like asking God to bless Israel, to stay with Israel. And he's basically saying like, even if we mess up, Lord, because you know we will. But when we pray mm-hmm. to you, please be receptive to our prayer. I really love the 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 prayer. I would read it, but um, it's long. I'm not for time. Uh, but if this was like a normal week and we weren't doing two weeks of stuff, I would read it because I thought it was so beautiful. It was like yeah. when I read prayers like that, I'm like, I I've been trying to shift how I pray lately, like to pray yeah. like. Um, these great prayers I see in the Bible. I'm, I've been mm-hmm. trying to to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that he was like, you know what? We probably go messed up, but like, can you forgive us when it happens? Um, yeah. and the Lord has a response. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do. I ain't gonna punish you, but if you jack yourself up, <laughs> oh my goodness, the Lord you will be punished. And then I'll forgive you. Yes. Oh, I forgot to say before the Lord responded. Um, when Solomon was praying, or I, is it right after a while he was praying? I don't know. But again, the Lord descends fire um, from heaven and consumes the sacrifice. And then, oh, that's why I forgot to say that because in First Kings it just talks about how the cloud fills the temple. In Second Chronicles, it talks about how. Fire descends from heaven, consumes the burnt offering, and then the glory of the Lord fills the temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how Ezra likes to give those details. Yeah. Um, something else Lord... that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. else that I noticed was that whenever Solomon was praying for forgiveness, it was always like, yeah, we're going to mess up. So, like, punish us and then forgive us. It was always mm-hmm. like, if you scatter us, we'll know that it's you. Um, mm-hmm. because we didn't do what we were supposed to do, but like, don't leave us, please. Yeah. Like, please, yes, yeah. please chasten us. Please, please punish us for the wrongdoings that we have, and then um, but like, forgive us in the end. And mm-hmm. it stuck out to me because it's like before Jesus. Well, actually, no, it's not before Jesus because it's. I'll explain in a minute. But um like the wrath of God is poured out before forgiveness. Jesus experienced the wrath of God and mm-hmm. therefore we have forgiveness. So wow. it's not that the wrath of God just went away. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. The wrath it's, it's of God coming. has been poured out. Yeah. Yeah, the wrath is like forgiveness. Yeah. That's for sure going to happen. It's just mm-hmm. now it doesn't come out on you unless yeah. you choose not to put your trust in faith in jesus yeah the new covenant didn't change god yeah it didn't change god <laughs> like god is still a just god so he's still hard on sin um mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get too far into that but uh <laughs> yeah we'll come back next week i mean come back at the end of this week for that one yeah but this week uh, we'll talk about that in the church bulletin yeah um yeah so the lord's response is basically the Lord has a long response too, but he's basically like, "Look, if you act right, 
I will be receptive to your prayer. That's fine. You humble yourself and mm-hmm. pray. That's yeah. all good. But let me tell you something. If Act you up, you can get snatched go, up. If you go out acting crazy, I will scatter you. I will do the most, and I will not be receptive to your prayer until I'm ready. I don't. I don't have to be like because. You, you know, we already talked about this, basically. Like, you asking me, and I'm just letting you know. Yeah, choose so, me, I'll choose you. Stop choosing me, who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what just how we play this. Sometimes, too, it's like, you keep rejecting God, but then when he rejects you, you mad. What? <laughs> <laughs> he literally did that to the Israelites, like, every other day. Like, it's like I he told y'all. You. If you come to him humbly he always is open arms but like until you do that bruh I don't know you like you have been playing with me <laughs> you've been playing I on my name and bruh bye anyway so after that a little after that you know they have a fa- they they're very happy of course you know okay you know Lord responds um I don't know why after that I have, oh, because they had to build some more stuff. So the Lord's temple was built. The palace and stuff was built, but they had other stuff to build. The wall of Jerusalem, some other towns. And my boy Solomon, he used slave labor, y'all. This is not my first time realizing this. I don't know what happened the first time I read through this. I probably wasn't paying attention. But um, since I it's Black History Month. Oh, my God. I forgot to say it was Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black, Black History Month. Month. Uh, every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but so there was a, a poor part because at first in, in the beginning of I forgot was if it was first Kings or Second Chronicles now, but they talked about the labor force to build the temple mm-hmm. and it was like thirty thousand Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. But then for the rest of this stuff, apparently there was a war. There was a war between somebody. I feel like Egypt was involved, but there was a war. And the basically like the people who were left over from this war of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites um, were enslaved. They were forced labor, and they had to build all this stuff. Any Israelites that were around, they were not enslaved. They were used as soldiers, servants, commanders, and captains. So there are instances of slavery in the Bible, as we know, none of which are like American slavery, but there were slavery. Forced servitude is slavery. We don't have many details, but I feel like this was um, one of Solomon's first, like, mistakes because I read somewhere that it was, like, God kept telling them to drive these people all the way out or, like, destroy them completely, and they keep leaving them alive. And I don't know what's worse, killing them or making them slaves, but either way, they still alive. God told (laughs) you to do a certain thing, and you're you're not listening. It's like um, it's a reminder of like Joshua for me. It's just like, ugh, not again. Yeah, not again. Okay, moving right along. Um, I have a little bit to say about the Queen of Sheba. I'm not gonna spend too long on it. My girl, the Queen of Sheba, came because she had heard about all the things um, Solomon had, and she was very impressed. So she showed up, and she was very impressive too. She came with a whole bunch of spices, gold. Which is why I think he started putting gold on everything because he has so much gold. He already had gold, and then she brought yeah. him like however many tons 
yeah. of gold. And they said that there was, was like never twenty thousand something. They, they said there was never a gift like that given, like again, <clears throat> ever, like the spices yeah. and everything, right? But I did a little googling on the Queen of Sheba, right? And she is in Jewish and Islamic tradition. There, she's in both. And um, she was the ruler of Saba or Sheba, which is um, in southwestern Arabia. It's an ancient kingdom in Arabia. Um, so she comes to visit Solomon and she t- to test his wisdom. She has like some hard questions she wants to ask him. Um, online, it was like she has some riddles for him, but he he answered everything with perfectly. And she was like really impressed. But side fun fact we are not um we do not practice islam here but i thought it was interesting so in the quran the story says she's in there but they don't mention her name like the queen of sheba they call her something else which i'm sure is like in arabic or something um according to that account according to the account in the quran solomon heard from a bird that queen that the queen of sheba and her kingdom worshiped the sun So he sent her a letter asking her to worship God. She responded by sending him gifts. She had already sent him some gifts, according to the Quran. And he did not, he was unreceptive of the gifts. So she showed up. And that's, (laughs) yeah, she brought him spices, gold, precious stones. And what's cool about this, if, who knows if that's true or not, I don't know. That's what's in the Quran. Um, When she shows up, after she sees all of Solomon's wisdom, she blesses the Lord. So I'm wondering if that means what she says, she it seemed like she believes, but I wonder if she turned to worship God after um experiencing everything with Solomon. I'm wondering. Um yeah. I would like to know if that account is in the like at the end of these chapters, it'll say like the full account of like the great things that Solomon did Mm -hmm. during his reign is in the book of the prophet the prophecy of blah 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 or Mm -hmm. the story of it like it gives extended reading that's not the bible yeah Mm -hmm. um or not in the the canonical bible um so I would I I wonder if it's in there and that's where the quran may have gotten it it's possible it's possible because I always tell people it's like every little detail is not in the Bible. That would be like yeah. impossible to do. Everybody's yeah. writing down what they can remember um, and what God you know, brings their remembrance. What's important? Like if, maybe that part wasn't important, you know, to, I don't know, to the story. Who knows? Especially like he got told by a bird. Like, do we need to know that? I don't know. Um, but y'all, after that, our boy Solomon falls off all the way. It's he falls off all the way. Solomon becomes unfaithful to God. Solomon loved the ladies. Okay. He loved them. There was also a theory in the Quran about how why he didn't wife up uh, Queen of Sheba. Something about her her legs being hairy or something. But um yeah, that was on that was on I forgot what website it was, but it was a reputable website. <laughs> um let me go check my legs. <laughs> Solomon had many foreign women, okay? So we know God used to say, don't be intermarrying with these foreign women around you. Solomon threw that whole thing out the window. I don't know if he just didn't remember or he was just so filled with lust and desire that he just... But let me tell y'all how many women he had. 
Okay. Too many. 700 wives. 700 wives who were princesses. 300 concubines. That is a thousand women that he was knowing biblically. That's a lot of, I could not even imagine. First of all, I don't even want to, I know he had, he couldn't have talked to them all, all the time. Cause I don't even want to talk to that many There's people. There's not even enough like days in a year. I don't even want to be touched by that many people. Ugh. 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 And I don't want to be with a man that's been touched by that many women. That's all nasty. All of those women, their pH balances were off. Clearly. You know. Clearly. That's what I do now. Like, all I know is that Greek yogurt had to have been a commodity because. Because <laughs> what? Heck no. Like, they no. needed some, like, real rich antioxidants and probiotics. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know. Yeah, when I read that, I actually read that today. I was like, "Wow!" I knew he had a lot of wives, but when you see like the actual number, like, why do you need seven hundred wives? Because we talked about David already doing the wrong thing by having so many wives, and he only—I mean, he didn't even touch this. He might have had ten. What did he have? Like ten concubines? He might have had like—I don't know. I'm gonna give him ten wives, ten concubines. I don't really remember the number, but it was very minimal compared to seven hundred wives. Jeez, Louise. Like anyway, much? but all these people, right? All these women, mm-hmm. they turned Solomon's heart away from God. Because okay? each of them had a different God. They were, yeah, they were worshiping other gods. Solomon started to follow Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the idol of the Ammonites. He also built a high place for Chemosh, the idol of the Moabites, and he built a high place for um Milcom Molech. too. And he oh. also built oh yeah, Molech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We said that already, huh? That he did that. We did it. what episode was that? Episode six, I think. I, I just edited that. That's what that was the only reason I know. Um and he built high places for like I guess whoever his other wives, like whatever gods they had, he just built them like little places to do their little sacrifices to their gods. Um but let me tell you guys. So, God don't have time for y'all's nonsense, okay? So, God <laughs> God is like, oh, you playing with me. You playing. Clearly. So, if you know anything about the Bible at all, you know that eventually the kingdom of Israel is divided. This is, what, this is why. This is literally why. Because Solomon was acting up. Solomon did the most, building building altars, building this and that. And God said, guess what? God God talked to this dude, Jer- Jeroboam, who he, I think, he wilded out to all of them. Everybody after, everybody after this is going wild out, okay? As far as the kings. What about all of them? There'll be like a couple that do the right thing, but most of them are going to do terrible things. God speaks to Jeroboam through the prophet Ahijah, the shallow night and tells him like, Hey, I'm about to rip the kingdom away from Solomon. Cause he, cause he made me mad. Okay. I'm going to give you like 10 tribes, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep one tribe. Mm-hmm. What, and that mm-hmm. confused me because he said 10 and he gave one to, but I'm like, where the other one? So I think the other one 
is the one that like got thrown out. That destroyed, was it Benjamin, right? Or was it Dan? Who was it? Uh, I thought Benjamin got destroyed, but then they tried to do something that they really weren't destroyed. That was the judges. But we've got to go back and do our research on that. But I think it's I think they still like got not I guess like Yeah, I think that's communicated they, but, like cut off. Because when they mention them, the, it always seems like they're just another type of people. Like they're not like a yeah. tribe tribe. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I immediately thought. I was like, oh, the other one's just not in the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the 10 tribes are given to Jeroboam. And, all, and the, the tribe of Judah is given to uh, Solomon only for the sake of David. David did so good in life. And he loved the Lord so much that God was like, okay. Like, can you imagine? Like, I think that about myself, honestly, I'm trying to not go too long on a tangent, but I know that there are prayers of my great-grandmother, great-great-great-grandmother, grandfathers that is affecting my life today. Like, there are things that God mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I ain't going to do you how I'm supposed to do you because, uh, you know, your great-grandmother, who's also named Christina, she was praying for you real hard, you know? One of my aunts actually told us that one time. She was like, "There are." She was like, "Our family is so covered based on their prayers." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Solomon, you didn't get completely destroyed because of your daddy. Um, so what happened? So Solomon ends up dying. Solomon reigned for like forty years, and his son. And I, Wait, this could be confused. What what happened? What so happened? when Jeroboam, like when like he comes back, he comes to in and was like, "Yeah, God's gonna give me everything." Blah blah blah. Uh, mm-hmm. Solomon did only what his family knows how to do, and he ran. Yeah. Solomon was like, "I bet I'ma go." <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't determine who ran or not, but I was like, there was a separation. Because there was like some tense moments because yeah, it's like Cause what do you Re- mean? Because then Rehob- Rehoboam, Solomon's yeah. son, came back and was like, "This mine." Yes, and let me tell you guys, that could be a very confusing read. You may have to read it a couple times because when you read Jeroboam and and Rehoboam in the same sentence, it, you're like, "Who is who?" I had to really tell my brain that Rehoboam is Solomon's son. I keep I have to keep saying that because I'm like, the names are the same. It's like almost mm-hmm. the same name. It's like, whoo. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I was just really disappointed in Solomon, y'all. Um so we yeah, were rooting for you. We were we all were rooting, rooting for you. you. You had all that wisdom just to throw it away on some women in their gods. This is why they don't want us preaching in the church now. They think that we're a bunch of harlots that's gonna lead the people to destruction. <laughs> that is what they think. Um, yeah, so basically, this is how you get the like northern and southern um kingdoms of Israel. You mm-hmm. got Israel and then you got Judah, the, the kingdom of Judah. Um, let me see. What are the most important parts that I have left? Let me see. So Jeroboam was, was it like somebody was about to come and like destroy something? I don't think it was Shyshak. 
It was something that oh, was happening. Oh, the people were like, oh, but then, it, okay, so, like, the people were kind of asking him, like, okay, like, asking um, Jeroboam. It's very hard. Yeah. Oh, I know you talk. You talking about when, um, when the kingdom was actually divided, and they they were like, "Hey, you've been putting a lot of work on us. Can you stop?" Yeah. That, that, that was Solomon's son. So that was that was Rehoboam. That was, I was like, I feel like he said, "My dad, um, yes. was like t- too light on y'all, and I'm a double yes. it because my daddy was tripping." That's what it was. Okay. This this is really how so Solomon doing what he doing started the divide of the kingdom, but this was the nail in the in the coffin because so I already said that Solomon was imposing labor on people, so he was already falling off, and so the people come and these are the Israelites, so even their labor must have been difficult. They go to Rehoboam, and they're like, hey, um. You know the 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 work y'all your dad put on us was real harsh. Can you like lighten the load? So Rehoboam goes to the elders, and the elders are like, "Yeah, be receptive to what they have to say. Um, be nice to them, and they'll serve you for the rest of your life." Like if you if you um, heed their words, he's like, "No, nah, I don't like the way that sounds." He goes to his friends, like his peers, and his peers are like, "Oh, that's what they said. Oh, double the work then." So he does that. He goes, they come back to him in three days. He tells them, I'm actually going to double the work. Israel looking around like, oh, this man crazy. And they were like, we clearly don't have any inheritance in the house of David. We're out. And then they like appoint Jeroboam as their king. I forgot why. That's what it is. Yes. But Jeroboam was real bad. Okay. Jeroboam. Oh my God! Jeroboam practiced idolatry. He made them two golden calves. This is just is giving very Aaron vibes. This yeah, man it gave, is because then he straight up was like, "These these are the calves. These are the gods that delivered you out of Egypt." I was like, he said, "Ain't nobody talked thing. about Egypt there forever. Why you bring that up?" He said the same thing Aaron said. When I read that, I was like, "Is he for real?" Like, and then they and y'all, and y'all have the nerve to believe him and like, "Oh, okay, yeah, these are the gods." Uh, I'll. Don't worry about it. I've been, I've been, I've been worshiping at the tabernacle for all these years, but but don't worry about it. It's a, it's a trying time right now. I'm going to worship these golden calves. Like, are you crazy? Um, Jeroboam also made shrines on the high places, and he actually made a festival in the eighth month, just like the like the Lord's festival. The feast, yeah, the festival yeah. of tabernacles. Actually, I think. Yeah, yeah. What and festival. then. He had um he he had shrine prostitutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, sir. Yeah, there were prostitutes like, at these shrines. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, sir, the line you've crossed it. You stopped dancing on it a long time ago. You crossed oh, no, it. He, I feel like there he just did not care. There was I feel and what's weird is that God would give him this kingdom. God oh, sent a so prophet said, to tell him that that he was going to yeah. be the king. Mm-hmm. And so basically it said that uh, after God spoke through this next prophet that's about to come and be like, you messed up and now everyone's just going to be scattered and it's just going to be whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the prophet says that uh, basically God did all this on purpose to scatter everybody. Yeah. 
So oh, he, so she's he a picked Jeroboam. Head. He picked Jeroboam so because he knew Jeroboam was about to wild out, and mm. he needed him to wild out to scatter everybody, so he could have the justification. Mm. <laughs> okay, with Polly, God is just. He needed a just cause. <laughs> speaking speaking of Jeroboam, right? And this is a good yeah. story to end on because I, I thought this story was so interesting. It was crazy. And there's some parts I really don't understand about it. But okay. So there's judgment on Jeroboam. Like she's saying, um, Jeroboam has all these altars and everything, right? So mm-hmm. there's a man of God who <laughs> they don't necessarily call him a prophet. There's, in my Bible, it said a man of God because they have to differentiate him with another prophet um, Mm -hmm. that comes along later. But he cries out against the altar and he prophesies basically like he prophesies about Josiah actually, like that there will be a king that comes later. And he's like, and to prove that this is going to happen right now, the altar is about to get torn down and the ashes are going to pour out. Mm -hmm. And, and, Jeroboam don't like that. He's like, arrest him. He points, he points out. He's like, get that man. And when he points his little ugly finger out, his hand withers and he can't even pull it back to himself. Mm-hmm. And he's probably horrified because he's like, what is happening? Right. Because he thought he was big, big, tough stuff. And at that moment, the altar is ripped apart. Mm-hmm. And the ashes are poured out. It doesn't mm-hmm. say like how, but it, it happened. And so after this, when Jeroboam, the King Jeroboam sees all this, he pleads with the man of God, like, please talk to the Lord for me. Oh, now you want to talk to the Lord. Okay. Um, talk to the Lord. But the Lord was receptive to the prayer, actually. Mm-hmm. And he healed his hand, right? Mm-hmm. So after that, the king is like, come on in to the man of God, come on in and I got a reward for you. Come eat, come drink, whatever, you know. And the man of God is like, nah, um, the Lord told me that I was not to eat, drink, or go back the way I came. I got to keep going. Awesome, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. This, is, mm-hmm. this is a lesson on how you need to understand your assignment. Yep. Understand your assignment. And it'll make sense at the end. So yep. after this happens, there is an old prophet. And for some reason, I feel like this old prophet is—he's kind of shysty. I don't, I don't, I don't understand his role, what he was trying to prove. But right, so the old yeah. prophet hears about all this, and he has a son, and the son tells him everything. He's like, "I'm gonna go get him." He's like, "I'm about to." He, so he goes after the guy, and he is like, "Hey, I heard all this stuff happen, blah blah blah," and he invites him back to go eat. The old prophet. Invites mm. the man of God to go eat. The man of God is like, no, I can't. Um, I can't come because he tells mm-hmm. him the same thing. I'm not supposed to eat, drink, or whatever. Yeah. But the old prophet tells him, no, nah, I'm a prophet too. And an angel of, of the Lord told me to bring you back to my house. But he's lying. Uh. And he's intentionally lying. And so I'm like, bro, why? Why are you doing this? Why? Like, so... He brings it back to the house, right? Yeah. And they eat. They eat. And that's the end of my notes, but I'm glad I know the story. They eat, and all of a sudden, the word of the Lord comes on the old prophet. Now now he is actually a prophet. Mm -hmm. And he's like, since you did not listen, 
and you came over here and ate, and I told you not to, like, it's, it's bad for you now. It's not going to be good for you. Like, you're, you're going to die, actually. So the man of God leaves on his donkey. He's leaving on his donkey. He gets attacked by a lion, and, of course, he dies. And he's mm-hmm. on the side of the road, laying there, and I think the lion is still standing there, too. Yeah, the right. lion's standing there. It hasn't eaten him. Like, it hasn't devoured him, and it hasn't yeah, eaten like the donkey. So the donkey's sitting there. The lion's sitting there. Dude's just dead, like, in the middle. Yes. Oh, my God. And then, so then the old prophet hears about it because I guess people see the guy on the road and he's like, saddle up my donkey. I'm going to get him. And he goes and he acts like he's sad now and he buries him and he tells his son, hey, when I die, bury me with this man of God. That is a the one of, I mean, not the wildest story I read, but I don't understand. What is where the only lesson I got out of that, well, one of the ma- the main lesson I got out of that is when God gives you an assignment, do that. You stick to it, and you don't let other people come in and try to tell you what God told them to tell you. You really have mm-hmm. to test that out. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I do know that there are people. There are instances where God will tell somebody something. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be like, I got something for you. Or or they'll just be like, you know, I have a feel, I just have a feeling I need to tell you this, right? Yeah. But nobody can like tell you about something God told you. God for sure right. told him, do not eat, do not drink, and keep going. And you let somebody come. And tell you, oh no, I'm a prophet too. That you could be easily duped. You know what I'm saying? And it cost him his life. Yeah. It cost him his life. And mm-hmm. and he was really a man of God. He really had a word from God. He did, I mean, everything he said came true. But he went back on like I I, I wonder if it would have been better if when the guy came. And said, hey, I'm a prophet of the Lord, too. He told me he should have just inquired of the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, he should have stopped. And if you're not sure, you ask God. That would be what I would say. If if you know what assignment you're on, and somebody comes and says, hey, actually, God told me, no, this is your assignment. Mm -hmm. You can't just go with what they say. Yeah. Because God can tell you. We, We, like, they both prophets. You think God got to use another prophet to tell a prophet what's going on? I don't think so. It's a horrible game of telephone. Man, when I read that, I was like, man, I felt like the man of God didn't deserve that, man. <sighs> if you didn't know, usually we have an um, intercessory prayer segment, and that whole last segment from Solomon with his wives mm-hmm. till then was the intercessory prayer segment. Because yes. all. Everybody needed somebody's help um, mm-hmm. in 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 those instances because, I mean, my mind is still blown about the old prophet being like, like, it was not even none of your business. You At weren't all. even there. You heard about it from your son or your, who, son. your neighbor or whoever. And you're like, I'm going to get him. Why? Because it doesn't say that the Lord said, go get him and test him. I didn't read that. 
not saying that that didn't happen, but whoever wrote it, they didn't think that. I think that was a, would be an important detail. So yeah. it seems like he's just a shysty guy and who who feels bad later. It's like basically bury me with basically. him. Like I love him actually. No, sir. That's who that's child. real messed up. Yeah. There's some other things that happen. Um but why would I look down? Remember I was Googling earlier and mm-hmm. I guess I deleted everything but do. And think you know how when you put something that has like the suggestions, yeah. So after do, it's like do do Muslims believe in Moses? Do giants still exist? Yo, <laughs> we okay. all know what she's been searching. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the ones I have before that, which is funny, like my you know the ones with the like the clock next to it, mm-hmm. are about like flying like do i need to be vaccinated to fly to florida do i have to be vaccinated to fly southwest <laughs> do i need headphones and stream yard to, for echo cancellation <laughs> that's what i'm really looking up because i think i have looked that up because somebody told me i was going to florida for a work trip and somebody was like how are you gonna go you're not vaccinated and i was like it's florida bro and i was like well let me google it and make sure but I am getting vaccinated soon, though. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I just don't like getting stuck. That's fair. <sighs> yeah, but your girl got uh, an international trip this year, so he got to, got to get it. Um, I'm supposed to do it this month. I need to make that appointment. Anyway, but I think that's all we have for you guys. We had yep. to squeeze it in. I did feel like I was trying to... I didn't go as deep on some stuff as... But we did two weeks of information this week because we were off last week. Yep. And uh, we don't like to skip out on all the information for you guys. So I forgot to say in the beginning of the video, but if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If you are listening to this on Spotify or Google, uh, rate us. Give us five stars. And five stars. What else is there? Um, stay tuned for our church bulletin. That's going to come out later this week. We're going to be talking about... God's grace and is God soft on sin along with a current event. Yes. 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 But anyway, that's all we have for you guys. I'm so glad that we didn't get close to two hours because I know how we are. But um, we love you guys. Stay tuned. Oh, I want to say thank you for all the new listeners. We hope you stay. Our listeners have been growing and we love you guys. So keep listening. We will be back.